Welcome to Adulting on a Spectrum. In this podcast, we want to highlight the real voices of autistic adults, not just inspirational stories, but people like us talking about their day-to-day life. Basically, we want to give a voice to a variety of autistic people. I'm Aileen Lam, an autistic author and photographer, and I co-host this podcast with Andrew Camro. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Eileen. Today, our guest is Josh Edwards. Josh is originally from Stillwell, Kansas. He was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome at 13. He pursued education, earning an associate's degree at Johnson Community College and a bachelor's degree in social work from Pittsburgh State University. After a transformative summer in Florida, Josh found his calling at an elementary school, working with a supportive team and mentor, passionate about autism advocacy, He eagerly anticipates volunteering at a hospital and starting a YouTube channel to create positive change. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Andrew. And I thank you, Eileen. I'm very excited to be here. This is my very first podcast. Plus, I've ever gotten a radio. It's all very exciting. Glad to be here. Can you, uh, we like to start off our podcast. Uh, asking everyone how they like to be identified. And we don't mean pronouns such as uh, he, him, although you're welcome to share those. Oh, I, I appreciate that. And if I may, I actually, if I may, Andrew, I, I think I know where this is going because I'm involved with a certain social groups for autism advocacy. You you refer to the autistic or with autism, don't you? Um, while, I, while I'm really, how should I say this? neutral like like i don't get set off really you know um i do prefer uh, what i mean is i would appreciate if you if you could say with autism like that's just that's just kind of what what flows with me but like i said i am you know you say autistics i won't fly off the handle (laughs) but but i i do appreciate that Tell us a bit more about your diagnosis. So you were diagnosed at 13, and at the time it was Asperger's syndrome, right? Because there is a change now. It's uh, yes, yes, with the whole uh, yes, with all terminology and the whole yeah DSM DSM I five stuff. I think it's called. Uh, yes, yes, I was. I was about. It's really hard to remember a whole lot of that, but I yes, I remember. I was just before I was 14. My my mother, my mother told me we were in the hospital for my sister, I, I think. And my mother told me something. She mentioned the word Asperger's syndrome, and I didn't understand it. And the only closest I came to understanding it was my ADHD. I was diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactive disorder. Like, I, I, I want to say maybe six or seven maybe i can't remember exactly somewhere around then and then then the uh, adhd uh, i mean the uh, asperger's syndrome diagnosis at 13 and as you can imagine i didn't exactly understand it let alone there was a lot about myself i didn't understand and you know i attended interpersonal skills courses um the following year in high school and kind of social social cues kind of getting reading body language kind of getting a little more in sync with you know with people who did how shall i say this different perception shall we say you you know people without asperger's or 
you, you know, the uh, the general public, if you will, kind of the acquired skills. And that definitely helped out. And let's see, and not to mention I attended conferences. I went to a youth leadership conference my senior year. I even spoke to the Board of Education on regard for my spe special education in my school district. <laughs> pretty, pretty exciting for an 18 year old kid. And so I would say it would be a, um, an ongoing pursuit. So I actually ended up meeting Temple Grandin. I don't know if you on there know her. I attended a conference. No kidding. Wow. That's amazing. I met her once. I'm like, oh my gosh, 12 years ago this October, it was my first year out of high school. It was, um, it was a conference. I can't remember what it was, but my mother and I went to see her. I leave the conference just for a moment to use the restroom. And then right when I'm coming out, I'm right behind her. And then right <laughs> before she, yeah, I'm just walking right behind her. And then I, right before she, she goes in or does what she has to, I just say hello. And I say what a, a privilege it is to meet her. And she asked if I was like a reporter or something or one of the comments sponsor, but no, no, I'm just a college student. I came to see you. I, it, it was like it's kind of look. It was like it was like a Trekkie fan. <laughs> Close I ever came to one of those Star Trek fans, I was I was speechless. <laughs> I'm involved with the telehealth program, Echo Autism. I'm with Autism Speaks. So I'm a self advocacy team member, and I have been since shortly after college. Uh, I was with them since 2021. What now? You're you're involved with uh, a few organizations, some without, well, controversy that I'm aware of, and and some with. Um, how do you feel about the controversy regarding uh, the Asperger's label? I had forgotten. I've recently heard about this this too. I'll admit, at first, I I didn't get why they took it off, and. Um... I, but this is because I was not aware of this information. That's I just not even thought, why they took it off. I don't even think that's why it was taken out. It was just that they wanted well, to Well, as I said, I never even heard this this supposed, I'll say supposed rumor, because yeah. it could be true, could be not, I don't know. And the last thing I want is to get people the wrong impression. But, um, well, you, well, you know, well, you know how you say the wrong thing with, for the right reason and you, mm -hmm. you, you know people get the wrong impression but um but staying on topic i have to admit um at first i was sort of i'll say annoyed at most or confused really why it was taken off because that was the word that kind of i don't know i identified with it. it i don't know about label maybe trademark it was sort of a trademark or sort of an identifier Felt like it was a word to make sense. My my uh my quirks, my characteristics, if you will, my traits. You know, it kind of helped identify or kind of gave the name of where they came from or kind of made sense of a situation. You you know, like that. And you you know, kind of like uh like an ethnicity, like a like a second ethnicity, an unofficial ethnicity, if you will. And I didn't get why they took it off and just. I mean, people take and people add and take names all the time. ADHD becomes ADD. I don't get what's with people. I think there's either TMI or T 
T-L-I. Too less, too little information. And yes, I just came up with that. Uh, but honestly, if that is true, I if if that were to be true, I have to admit I can understand people's feelings, and because I I and I can understand why other people because that's the last thing that we that we want to keep alive in history and need to remind ourselves. And I can understand the negativity that that would bring to people with with Asperger syndrome or any any developmental any neural developmental disability so can you uh tell us about your uh, college experience when i was uh in france i tried going to college for four years in a row three or four i don't even remember and i couldn't do it so i had to do online classes instead uh, i would love to know if you went in person if you had any struggles and any tips maybe oh um well i don't really know how many I don't know how many tips I can really offer, but I will just say what what I can say is what what worked for me or made it as as pleasant as an experience as it did, and maybe it'll make the difference, or maybe it'll help people know what what'll make the difference all for them. Uh, let, let me see. Well, what hurt with community college was well, for one, community. I felt, at least, at least in my experience, was a loose term. It was like every man and woman for themselves, or at least I didn't exactly have an open arms or a, a place I could feel well, like I was one of the people, or or a place I could, you know, feel like I was part of it. But when I went straight to Pitt State, right away, I don't know what it was, and I admit I was nervous. My Major aside, I didn't know what to expect. I just went in with a, I don't know, I went in with little to no expectations or idea what was going to happen. I just kind of was in the moment-ish. And when everything started out, it was amazing. It was, I attended the student activity, activity um, events and things and all the different groups all out when our first week and I end up joining the student activity board and I was just so welcome with open arms. And that was the kind of feeling I got growing up as a kid. And I was at blue Valley in Kansas. And I just, I remember feeling this, this is a school. This is a community. I love it. I felt, I felt at home for the first time since I graduated and, and it was amazing. And it can be, I admit it can be challenging, especially leaving home. And <laughs> trust me, it trust me, you can feel nervous just as something as simple as leaving a leaving a meeting from one building to another in the stranded in rain, <laughs> trying to get to your dorm and <laughs> cotton and with a very cloudy, stormy night in March and and you know, with the streets in the city and you don't know anyone and and you worry about, and well, you can feel like you're in Beauty and the Beast, because <laughs> you were, because you can't have worry like something's gonna happen. That that's how I felt one night. I was caught in a storm, leaving the activity board after a meeting went long, and I had to walk all the way in a, in a terrible storm with rain up to my legs, or at least drenched all the way to this old brick building, 
and it, like I said, it was pretty. And like I said, it was pretty thick. Th thick storm it was a pretty thick storm, and well, accommodations help. So definitely go to the um, accommodation center. Um, another thing that helped. Always stay connected to the people, or know who you can trust, and now be open and be, be um not assertive, but be upfront with people when something bothers you. The real friend, your real friends, will understand when you tell them that you did something that you that you wish they hadn't. Even though, like, be upfront, but be respectful. Homework makes more of a difference than you think. Well, especially, I know we all want to get rid of it, trust me. When you only have a class that only give gives tests, thank your lucky stars for the homework, because then you'll know what the heck the material is, and you'll feel less in limbo. What is your biggest... Uh, struggle with autism, and can you share some strategies uh, for coping with our followers? As a matter of fact, not only can I, I've thought of I've I well, I don't know if I was thinking like right here, right now, but I'm so glad because I've been thinking about them lately, or I've been trying to work on them. I'm happy to share. I would say, I would say my biggest my biggest Achilles heel would be my anxiety. Hard to tell if that's my kryptonite or my Achilles heel, but bottom line, that's my that's my vulnerable point, my anxiety, and and I admit that I punish myself. I thought this to myself in the car ride on the way home, or earlier today. I punish myself more than anyone else with my anxiety, and believe you me, it it can be self destructive if you let it. Mm. That is. Trust me, that is not, that is not a light warning. That is not, trust me, do not, tr trust me, I advise people not to take this warning lightly. I, I can't pretend that my struggles are the highest, but I recognize anxiety at, can come at its peak from any, from any origin. What what I mean, what I'm saying is, high anxiety can come from anywhere or anything, and leaving even the strongest person vulnerable. You know, like you know, one spark start a fire, kind of thing. Well, definitely, and I need to get better at this, but I have, but I have been doing this in the past. It helps to see a counselor. My advice is, don't just go and see a counselor. What what I mean to say is, if you go to see a counselor and you're not and that doesn't do it for you. I can't say this works for everyone, but at least, at least before ruling it out, uh, I mean, in the process of elimination, I strongly urge the consideration of a mental health specialist because I've I've been seeing a mental health specialist, and she's a great counselor, just a, a friendly, open ear. Last time I saw her, I. I was a little anxious. She gave me some advice that's been helping, and I'm trying to apply that a little more, and it's been helping a great deal. When I do, the, however seldom I think about it, she said that whenever I, whenever I make a mistake or something I wish I hadn't done, I kind of, kind of view myself like a television character, like a, 
like the television characters you watch, you know, like, you know, their character. And even though they did some wrong, you know, that, you know, you know, their heart and their personality and, and the intention. And it, it kind of helps you view yourself a little differently. It kind of, I don't know, puts yourself a little in perspective. Another thing that helps is you recognize your intentions and you recognize that people, that people, that there are people who don't give a dang and that all you're trying to do is the right thing and that you have your head on and look at where you are in life and cut yourself some slack. What, what do you like best about uh, working with children? I admit there were a few co other coping mechanisms I didn't think hadn't brought up yet, but first, um, what was it? But on the topic at hand, if I'm honest, I don't know, but only because I don't think about it. But I would say what I love working with elementary children or what's worked with them is, I don't know. I think it's because, I don't know. I just have a natural kinship, but it's easier to work with them. I feel like they're easy. I feel like they listen. They listen easier. They show respect. They show respect like they put in the effort. Or at least I've always been fortunate enough to work with with elementary children that that show the effort and they listen to you. You know, you treat them like young adults and like people, and and they show and they show the work and the progress. And and I've I've been very fortunate, especially with with ESE, um, that ex exceptional student education. If I'm correct, that that would be what you'd call special education down down here in Florida. Um, okay. Yes. Now, it, of course, it varies, and I would definitely say um, it helps when you know the kids, you know. And something especially that I love best was this year I got to see something I don't know if I've ever seen. I I got to watch the children that I I met a year ago grow so much and develop if not far at least quite a few steps forward from when i first met them and i saw the effort and the progress that they put into wanting to be, become the people i saw and ready to go into the world one day if not soon and i was so proud that and to know i I realize it's not about me, but to know that my work at least played a part or had meaning and to know that those children, had, to know those children were actually able to, to do so much more than ever were before, or maybe even anyone thought possible. It's, it's amazing. Uh, uh, the same subject. Is it me echoing again? Yeah, it is. I hear no echo. Yeah, I, I heard it. Um, echo, echo. <laughs> Thought I'd lighten the mood. <laughs> Plus, I had Jack Black in my head. You've got the jokes, Josh. Thank <laughs> you. Believe it or not, that thank you. I, actually, if I may, that's that's sort of something I've learned, or my mother pointed out, is a coping mechanism. One. <laughs> I'm just a I'm just a born Muppet Looney Tune mix. Oh, and Robin Williams. <laughs> but but seriously, whenever I do have an example, whenever um my boss, my, the teacher I would work with, 
um, I, I'm a teacher assistant at elementary school. And when and when my boss couldn't be at work or the days when, you know, he would end up not showing up and I didn't know, you can imagine eight children, between like six to eight children on spe for special education and me be the only one who re who remotely knows what to do. And I still just barely would know what my boss would do. It You can imagine it can be kind of strenuous to try to figure out everything on the fly. And I would tell this to my mother, but it's the truth. I, I would tell her I feel like Fozzie Bear running the Muppet Show with Kermit the Frog gone and and to kind of relieve some of the tension. I realized the, the last few times he was gone, what helped was I would joke or I would quote one of the times Fozzie was dealing with that, oh, I don't believe that. Scooter, the show is falling apart. I practically blow up the theater, and the audience starts to leave, and the two sketches go off at the same time. On, on at the same time. Oh, boy. Wiggle Bear. Oh, Scooter, what else can go wrong? Well, the, well, the stage man, well, the stage crew's talking about quitting. What? Yeah, see that 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 my mother realized that was a um that was a my nerves. Well, actually, I may have realized that was my nerves getting out. My um that the the comedian that was my dealing with my nerves. Um, something else like, like say you're driving in fog or you're trying to find a place you get lost and you just so anxious. And you, and you know, and the highways can be very demanding. And what helps, I've been very bad about this lately, but something I learned from my time in my job was what helps, something that helps is you can get colored pencils. You can, you can try to draw in a page of colored pencils or something. And I don't know how or why, but it's very therapeutic. Huh. Coloring in a page with colored pencils is very therapeutic. Especially when you don't have that clear head and you can't draw something originally. See, you, see, you don't always have that mindset. I, I told, um, I told you, little Eileen, before we were getting started, how I, I've tried to draw my own comic book characters. How I was learning that from my friend. Well, what? Well, unfortunately, when you're anxious, you don't, you can't always. Um, the the creative part of your mind is a little fogged up, but. When you're tracing things in, you have that physical release, and you know you 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 can just automatically go right there. You can control where you you can be you can be aware. You can not watch videos. You cannot do anything else. You can just either have ten or fifteen minutes calm, quiet place like long uh, long couch or or pen or color pencil and pictures. And it makes a great deal. It makes a very big difference. I'm uh, going to ask you some quickfire questions. But before this, I want you to tell people where they can find you. And by that, I don't mean your couch. I mean on social media. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you can find me on, I'm hoping a few other places. Uh, what I mean by that is I'm hoping uh, maybe I'm still I'm still uh, early development in this uh, Facebook and I don't know about Twitter, but I'd like that maybe soon. But right now you can definitely find me on YouTube through um, the United region uh, and you can f find me, look for the picture with the big um, kind of brain shaped blue ball 
with the green U and R. See, the, that represents the world as a, as a brain, you see. And the green and the R are the continents. See, the U and R, they represent United Region. Sort of like America as one, as one people. But it also represents the region of the brain. See, it represents people living as, living as one region, one people. And, well, not one mind, but, but, you know, people with autism, people with cerebral palsy, people without developmental disability, all of America living together, regardless of the challenges or what we look like and, and where we come from. I'm hoping this YouTube channel and a few other projects can, can help us see that. I hope it works out for you. Um, Thank you. I'm going to ask you the quick fire questions now. It's very simple. You just tell of me course. the first answers, answer that comes to your mind. All right. Who's your favorite singer? My favorite singer? Unfortunately, I haven't thought a lot about this, but the one on top of my head, and it might, I would have to say I'm tied between Kelly Clarkson or Katy Perry. Favorite TV show or movie? Oh, favorite TV show or movie. Mm. That's I'll have, again, first in my head, but I'll definitely say, oh, I definitely got to say Big Bang Theory, or at least definitely high up there. Do you have a favorite sport? Favorite sport? Um, I have to admit, I would put N.A. for that, not unapplicable. <laughs> Although I, I'm just not the, uh, I'm just not a sport fanatic, but I will, but, you know, I have no, I don't have anything against people love sports and you know when i was in kansas you take me a royals game i wouldn't say no oh they could be that could be very fun all the different parody different music they play and the fireworks and oh oh man no it's gonna be very fun royals games do you have a favorite type of food chinese american italian oh oh you're killing me you're really waking up the rumbly in my tumbly but hmm, I have to admit, um, I've always been a burger boy, but I have to admit, I've definitely gotten a craving or I've, I have a very high passion for fried chicken. I've actually learned to make fried chicken. Oh, wow. yeah. I've been learning to cook in my, in my recent, in my recent days. Do you have a favorite color? Favorite color? Definitely orange. Orange. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Josh. Uh, I will let you know when the episode is live, but we enjoyed learning about you and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your night. Much obliged, Eileen. And same to you. And Andrew, very nice to meet you. Bye. Good night. Bye-bye, Eileen. Bye-bye, Andrew.